Blog Talk Radio. everyone and welcome to the live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Rodney and I would like to thank you guys again, once again, for joining us and choosing us tonight, of course, uh, for the Butterfly Evolution Radio Show. So, Rodney, how are things going? How are you this evening? Tammy, everything is going well, and uh, special thanks to our listeners because I believe there's a democratic debate going on, if I'm not mistaken. So, I know the last time uh, there was one uh, well, we were having a show, not the one last week, but uh, the last time we were doing a show at the same time when there was a Democratic debate. I don't think we had one live listener. Uh, so it's nice to uh, see that uh, people have changed their minds <laughs> or changed their uh, their preference uh, for the evening. Or they may be doing both at the same time, but uh, definitely glad to see that we have some callers out there tonight. hope that you guys will... Um, not only uh, listen to the show, but also uh, be active um, in the discussion. Um, so how are things with you, Timmy? Pretty good, pretty good. It's been a long day today and, and seemingly yesterday as well, just, just 
just stuff, things, and, you know, how that goes. But today's been a good day um, for just many reasons, I guess. So not bad at all. The weather here is, is it was a gloomy kind of day. We got a little bit of rain, but a lot of rain yesterday. I think I think it might have rained all day yesterday, at least where I was. So um, just just a good day, a good um Soul searching two days for me. So, um, and I'm going to mm-hmm. share some of that tonight. I actually picked um, that song. I know probably know some people probably got like, my goodness, why are they playing that song? But um, I don't play that one often. We don't play that one too often, but it always speaks to me. And when I was setting the show up this morning, I thought, perfect time for this. And then, Rodney, you just made it so much greater when you sent that text about the uh, butterfly. <laughs> And the F L Y at the end. No. <laughs> Did you get my text? Yeah. Um, it says first. So butterfly, of course, is B U T T E R F L Y for our listeners. I know you know that, but Rodney sent me a. Uh, I guess it was a quote that had the last letters F L Y fly, and first as first love you, and uh, that was just. I'd never thought about fly like that, first love yourself, attached to the butterfly, of course. And y'all know I love butterflies. And to just see the meaning that comes with that just is, is more confirmation for me. So lots of things that, um, again, we're just kind of doing random conversations. So we'll just kind of pick up and go with it. I know we were going to touch base on some things uh, last week, particularly the DWD, uh, Driving Why Distracted, was on my mind, and I don't think I got to really go into it. But I want to start there, Rodney, for for just a minute. I won't say on it, and I'm just going to ask people to please, please, please put your phones down. I am just, I'm getting to the point where I despise my phone, and, of course, I need my phone, but um, every day I'm seemingly having an encounter or seeing one where and you get around the people and they are on their phones and just like that just like that in a second someone's life can be gone your life can be gone and so i'm wondering why are we so easily distracted in that we we see it on the news we see that these things happen like we see that children are killed uh babies are killed adults are killed because someone is that distracted on the phone, and I'm not saying we, if, if you got to be on there, get you. They sell them every day. Get one and attach it. Connect your radio, whatever. But put the phones down. Let's stop texting. And 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 it's crazy because I see more adults. I don't know if I've really seen kids doing this like lately. And so, how are we teaching our babies? I I saw a mom Mm. today, and I see this quite a bit, like walking with her two kids, just, I guess, out for a scroll. I don't know. That's what it appeared to be. And she was on the phone. And, and of course, I don't. It could have been something urgent. But it's like we don't engage anymore. We don't have the conversations. We don't take time to just kind of put it away. And then people will call you and, like, you didn't answer my phone call. Okay. Is it an emergency? Is something going on? It's like they want you to be attached to it 24-7. And if, and if you're not, then why? I mean, I see, mm. and I'm going to go here, 
I see more men as well, and I'm like, grown men doing the same thing. And I couldn't help but think last week when I saw one in particular because he was coming over into my lane. And, of course, I've gotten to the point where I'm just really bad with it. I used to have, I was diagnosed with rage, if there's such a thing. I diagnosed myself way back in the day. I really was. I had it really bad. Mm-hmm. And I worked through that because I needed to. Like, it was really bad. And I'm getting to the point where, like, I want to turn around on these people, and I know that's not good because of their, like, they don't even care. They will know, and then they will want to curse you out. So what is it? Why is it so easy for us to be distracted when it comes to being on the phone while driving? And trust me, I get it. Like, there have been times, and I had to stop because I'm like, you know what, Tammy? You tell Brandon not to do this. What makes you think that your eyes or your, you, you are so much more in control with texting and driving because there are times where, of course, I've gone over to the left or the right. And so I had to make myself stop. Because it, it had gotten to the point where getting in the car meant getting on the phone, texting. Mm-hmm. And, again, for those people who have your hands free thing, do, do you, but put the phone down and do you. And if you got a text, pull, pull over. Let's just start there for tonight because I'm going to tell you, if something happens, you will regret it. You will remember these words, and I'm sure you've heard it before. They're sending people to jail, and I think they should. To me, that it, it has become a weapon, a true weapon. So think about it the next time you go to text. Just think about it while you're driving. Just think about one split second can be gone. So... We didn't get to touch much on that. Rodney, anything you want to add about that? Oh, absolutely, Tammy. And and, and I'm going to take it uh, a step further. And, and, and I don't mean to keep us um, here too long, but if we end up staying in and help somebody, then, you know, it was well worth it. But in addition to, you know, the safety on the road, comes to, you know, being distracted. I think that we are so um, attached to the world for whatever reason. Um, And social media gives us that connection to where we can always know what's going on we set up alerts on our phone for sports, news, politics. Um, you know, we can we we can always know what's happening at any given moment, whether it's um, something pertaining to our families, our friends, uh, people that we work with, uh, people that we may not even know. We have that kind of access, and so. You know, where it was easier to um, not be distracted by phones back in the day because they were not available, now they are here, and we have to be mature with them. We have to be disciplined with them. 
But the other thing, too, is it is killing our, our easy access to the rest of the world is killing our relationships with people. It is also killing our abilities to communicate. You have uh, pe- people can't even eat dinner with their families now or go out on dates or hang out with their friends because they are because they have to be on their phone and you can i mean you 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 go to watch tv nope can't even watch tv why cuz you're on your phone i mean people will be in a conversation on the phone they'll be on all of these apps not giving their full attention to the person that they're talking to. We are connected and disconnected at the same time. And it is only hurting us, the people around us, and the people who care about us the most. Your children need you. When you're home, your, your, your kids need you. Your family needs you. Tell the rest of the world they have to wait a minute. Spend some time with the people who are in your presence because the phone isn't going anywhere. I mean, Tammy, you go out and everybody's looking for a charger. Like, that's how often and that's how much we are on our phones that all day long, people are searching for a charger. Oh, my phone is dying. I don't know about anybody else's phone, but I've had my phone almost two years. And if I don't use my phone or if I if I barely use my phone, it doesn't die. It might lose a couple, you know, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but it may go down a few percentage points, but it still holds a pretty a pretty good charge. But that's how often we are on our phones. We have to be connected. No, you don't. Even in schools, phones are a huge issue. <laughs> Kids are using them to... Um, pick on and make fun of other kids and then people wonder why we have this problem and it's like wait a minute if your child didn't have this phone to begin with or if you felt like you had no other choice but to give them a phone at least teach them how to be responsible with it so there are some there are some positives to having the phone because you know, back in the day, if you broke down on the side of the road or if you actually had an emergency while you were out, it was very difficult or was way more difficult than it is now to get a hold of somebody. That's a good thing. That now, hey, if I have an emergency, I can do something about it. But we're using it or using it more for things that don't matter 
than we should. I mean, and these phones, I mean, you got people, Tammy, who, and we sit all the time in schools, you got kids who um, have these eight, $900 phones, haven't done anything to earn it. And the families want you to believe that they're poor. So, again, it's more than just for your own safety and for your own life so that the, so that you don't cause an accident. I mean, people can't drive as it is. People, you know, don't use their, their, their turn signals or their uh, headlights or, you know, don't break when they're supposed to. I mean, people drive reckless and bad as it is. We don't need one more thing. A few years ago, Tamari and I were driving somewhere, and this girl, like, ran into the back of us, and we were sitting at a red light. She had been sitting behind us all this time, and just out of nowhere, boom. But here's what I think happened. I think the girl wasn't paying attention, and so the turning lane got the green arrow, and she probably wasn't paying attention and probably saw the people next to us starting to go and thought, oh, I'm supposed to go too, without even thinking. I mean, because she hit us so hard. If nothing else, remember the safety for yourself, your loved ones, the people around you. And also remember that even if for not the physical aspects of it, remember that there are people who want to have a relationship with you. Remember the bond that you need to have with other people. Don't let a phone or video games. I'm going to go there real quick, Tammy. Don't buy your kids these video games. And then let them sit on these games for 12 hours a day or from the time they get in from school until 9, 10 o'clock at night when it's time to go to bed or later. It's not good for them. I'm not saying they shouldn't play them at all, but it's not good for them to just do that all day long. People need to know how to function in this world. And while technology is nice, it can also lead to your downfall. So use it, but use it wisely and use it carefully. Tammy? Okay, so no more DWD, driving while distracted. You heard it right here from Rodney and I, so think about it. Because, again, you guys, um, and, and I know we did not 
mean to spend so much time on that, but like Rodney said, if it helps one person stop texting, then we we've succeeded here because um, that's all it's about one person, and then that uh, that person going forward and getting somebody else. So no more DWD driving while distracted. Um, so I'm going to start here, Rodney. Uh, was it anything else we missed last week that you want to touch on before? I go. Uh, here. I might get a little winded. So, um, so I'm gonna start here, and it's probably gonna cover a number of things, um, but I'll start here. So I have, and I think I've shared this. I've been on a really a, a different kind of journey, and when I say different, it's it's the same meaning the the personal um, awareness. Um, self-awareness, taking responsibility for where we are, who we are, how we are, um, feelings, emotions, thoughts, and so forth. So for some reason this time, and, 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 it's, and maybe I shouldn't say for some reason, but it is very, it, it's, it's enlightening to the 10th power. And, and you guys have heard me say that um, before and about life kind of, follows you around at some point, or you at least feel that way. I don't know if anybody that's listening has felt like life seems to be following me around, meaning um, things that you need as far as even your thoughts are kind of answered in some kind of way. You know, you can't control the way, but, like, things that you think about and it it begins to happen. So I want to share something yesterday, And, and, again, it has been very, the last week has been just very kind of interesting. Lots have happened, um, and I'll share some of those things, and, and some of them I'll just touch on. But yesterday, I, I've been having this, um, just these thoughts about the Pharaoh and, and Moses story. I, I mean, for, I don't know, maybe a week or so now. And so yesterday morning, I got up. Uh, really early, and I started kind of proging, and I've read the story. And, and what was what was becoming thought-provoking for me, God, my question was, why would God harden Pharaoh's heart only to send, you know, to send Moses out? Like, why would he, why? why? What, what's, what's the purpose? And, again, I just kept um, just having that thought but never really, doing anything, never going back to read it. And right now I may have shared with you that I was going to go back and and just kind of read the story, read the chapters again or whatever. So this morning I got, that morning, yesterday morning I got up and I did some of that and did some other like researching after reading it. But for some reason I could not quite, and I was going to post some some things about it because I thought, well, if this has been on my mind, somebody needs to hear, hear this. Somebody needs it. But I couldn't bring myself to, um, to post because I really still had a, a yearning and a longing for a deeper answer. So I said, well, not today. And I literally had started it. I had started the, the post, and I just closed it out, let it go, and put my um, – I get up now and I'll listen to – I just go on YouTube, and some, some mostly it's Wayne Dyer, Joe Dispenza, um things that feed, that I can learn from, that I can get to another level. So I picked one, one that I had never picked before. And as I'm listening and I'm walking about doing my thing, lo and behold, it gets to a point where they're talking about Pharaoh. And I'm like, 
whoa, and I got what I needed from it. Like it, it triggered something in me that answered questions for me. And as I'm pondering, then I go back to my, my life, and I had gotten to a point. Um, I, I can't really pinpoint the time, but just like, okay, God, what what is really happening here? And I, and I, I went on about my way yesterday. Uh, I was working, and I'm looking at people, old, young, of all races, of race, all races everything, and I'm just looking, and people are coming in and out, and I'm looking at their faces. I am, I am deeply feeling their spirits. I mean, I, like, I am just connecting to these people in a way that it was, it was, it was just surreal. So um, I had a brief little conversation with another lady that was there because she kind of noticed, like, what, what's going on with you? You, you? What is going on? So I said, why do people seem so hopeless and in despair and just lost and I'm seeing them come in with these fine shoes, fine jackets, dressed to a tee and you speak and you look and you see hurting souls. You just feel the heaviness of their hearts. You look it seems as if you're looking through their eyes and you see so much of what is unexplainable in a sense because we're in the in the midst of a world and a time again that we have everything at our at the at the tip of our fingers we have everything yet we are less connected we fight with each other more than ever families divorce is at its highest rate and if the ones are not divorcing they're just passing along the way in the house while the kids are watching we have people that have everything born into, if, if we want to, based on the world, born into the right world, born into money, um, have the fancy cars, have the houses, have the white fence, have the dog, have the boy and the girl that they send to the private school, that they dress the occasion, yet there's no joy. There's simply no joy. So I actually posted post yesterday to kind of get myself out of it and I'm going to read that post uh, I, and, I, and I was at work and I was like I got to get I got to get this because I was in my zone because God just spoke to me through this this about Pharaoh through this I found this 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 one thing on YouTube that answered my question you know how much is on YouTube so I felt like man, God didn't have a, a, a thing this morning I'm good nobody can Nobody can mess this day up. And there was, there was other little confirmations that came after that, but this was the biggest one of them all. So I stopped what I was doing, um, and I'm going to find that post. Basically, it was saying, and Rodney, I think you may have saw it because I think you said something about it. Um, basically, like, what is, what is wrong with us? That, and I said, no one is going to kill my vibe today. It was about happiness. It was about Choosing to be happy in spite of. So, and I'll find it here in just a minute. So I went on, and today as I'm pondering life, people, I've talked to so many people that are just hurting and going through so much. And I I must admit, it weighs heavy on my heart, heavy, because, and this is, this is, um, 
this is difficult for me because I found myself as I go through this journey kind of turning people away because it's overwhelming, especially when you don't have an outlet, when you don't have someone to to kind of just share it with, talk about, that will understand. So as I, I mean, I found out uh, Monday that one of my classmates' uh, daughter was killed in an accident and and. It was horrible the way that she found out because she, she, she ran up on the accident. And just so happened this was the same accident while we were shooting for the, the, the TV show that a young man from the university came in and he was like, can we just stop and pray? I just saw one of the worst accidents ever. And he asked if we could stop and pray, not knowing that I'm, I'm, I'm praying for someone's daughter that I know. And then in the midst of so much so much death is around us um, and people coming close to it. And so I started thinking, God, what, what, where are we? What are we doing and why? And I, was, I came back to Pharaoh, the story of Pharaoh, um, just the thoughts of why would, why would Moses be asked to just go back only to know that Pharaoh's heart was going to be hardened and he was not going to get what he was going for. Um, and so I started thinking about my life, your life, our lives, our lives, how we go through challenges, we go through things, uh, sure, they affect us, um, and we do make them personal because they are. They're oftentimes people in our lives, in our circles, that we love, that we don't know how really how to um, respond to um, so much. And that's, that's a lot of because of how we are and how we try to make people how we want them to be. But the one thing, or maybe it's kind of two into one, that I've gotten in this last phase of transformation in my life is that it is so important to be open, and, and and when I say be open, like I'm going to say to to anything, um, but I'm not saying that we are accepting of anything and everything, but we must be open to it, but not attached to it. And so that's the one phase in my life that is, is bringing me to another mountain, I'll say, um, meaning I'm, I'm learning to love people without attachments. So with that being said, coming back to the Pharaoh story, um, I believe, and this is what I got out of this after yesterday and today, is that because I started thinking, I have, I have Pharaohs in my life that you keep sending me to for whatever reason. And I may be someone's favorite too that you keep sending me to. But their hearts are so hardened that they don't know that you are sending me. They're so distracted with this world. They're so caught up with stuff and things till they've forgotten about people. But more importantly, they forgot that they were created by you and that why that although you are sending them, you are also prepare them and equip them to go. So imagine you being sent that the voice of God says, go, 
do this, do this, do this, but I'm, on a, I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. And number one, you doubt the going. Number two, you doubt that you have what it takes to go and um, carry out when you get there. And number three, you decide to go back every time. And I think that, that, that's one key part in it all. But the other is this, is that it, it, it really isn't about Pharaoh. And if I had to pick, I'd say it's more about Moses if I had to pick of the two. But it's really about what it was about here is God's power at hand. Like for his power to be seen overall, in us, in Moses, in Pharaoh, all of that. And so the trials, the tribulations, the journeys that we go through, it's not, it's not about us. It's not about us. And I think the first mistake that we make in this journey of life is that it is to be without conflict, without trials, without tribulation. Yet, yet we believe, we believe that we serve a high, powerful God, and we do, that says to us, count it all joy, because through this, I'm working some stuff out in people. I have to harden. I have to harden your sister's heart so that my message, my power is seen, because otherwise they won't move. You won't become free. They won't become free. They won't release all the anger, all the fear, all the bondage that keeps them from me. And so that's what I got out of that today, that if God wants to harden my Pharaoh's heart, but if he tells me to go, I need to be able to go. I need to go, and I need to do, and I need to be prepared for whatever. And before I turn it over to you, Rodney, I was, listening to something today, and it, it was talking about the divine perfection in this universe. And it said these words, said there's some treeness in the, in the, in the seed of a, a, a tree, and the tree seed that there's treeness. And so my question before I turn it over to you, what is your nest? What is in you? Because the tree knows to be a tree. The seed grows up as a tree. The tree doesn't care if it has lots of limbs, lots of leaves. It doesn't care when fall comes and it loses some of its, its beauty. The tree is just tree, and it's doing its treeness. So what is your nest? What are you passionate about? What do you love? Because I've realized that I've almost allowed the world to snatch away my passion and my love for people. For, for just the true essence and the compassion for people. So who is your Pharaoh? Are you Moses? Are you ready to be? Do you know how to be? What do you need to do to be? But more importantly, considering the fact that you believe that you were fearfully and wonderfully made, And if you are able to say, I am that I am, greater 
is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am that I am. Will you pick up and will you go and battle your Pharaoh no matter the turnout? And would you even hear God if he said, but we're so busy judging people. We judge the guy with the tattoos. We judge the lady with not so ex- much expensive shoes or purse or her hair is not done or something. We judge people, not knowing that the very person you're judging could be an encounter, an encounter that was sent to you for the glory of God. So what is your nest? What is it? And if somebody wants to answer that for, for us tonight, what, what is your nest? The tree has tree-ness. What is yours? So that's what I kind of wanted to start right in. If we make it through, uh, I got a few other things, but we might not make it through for me to get to them, but we'll see. Jamie, do you think that eventually you will um, have to stop going to those people? Um like eventually, like if they, um, I guess, refuse to yield, sort of like Pharaoh did, do you think that eventually um, you will have to stop or you will stop? I don't know because I am truly at that point where I realize that I don't know. I just don't know what God will do and why he will do it, and when he will do it, and what he will ask me to do. I just don't know. I just don't know. So I can't say. Because I could, I could tell you that Tammy wants to say, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. But what if I stop one action too soon? And that all that God was was revealing through all of us. And I know we go back to God's word will not return void. I get it. I get it, you guys. But we still do what we do. We think how we think. We are who we are. We don't know our nest. So we're always seeking it outside. Always seeking to get this, to get to get that. We deal with people based on their status, their what they have, what they make, where they live. But we still have no joy, no peace. And we stop caring for people. And what, what, what does it say about loving people as you love yourself? And Rodney, it's like you said, first love yourself. You can't know your nest if you don't know what you were, what's your seed. You can't, you can't know your nest. If we plant a flower, we have to tend to it. There are certain flowers that need more light. There's some that don't. There's some that need more water, more shade. And so we are that way. I also heard, and and we know this, but to hear it, um, we are, humans have, we have been given extra. Like animals are smart, you know, they do what they do. They don't they don't have the um ability to kind of discern like we are. It's like we are human traits, okay? 
So, but yet it says that we, this is what I heard, that we are the only ones that are uncomfortable in our place. Like we don't know or respect or honor that place. Everything else is just, again, the divine perfection of this universe. The tree knows to, it's time for the leaves to fall at this time, and it just does. It, 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 it's no guarantee that, like you asked the question, will I have to, will I ever stop? Um, that's totally up to God. I've heard you say many times on the show that about God shows mercy, grace and mercy to whom he, who he wills, who he wants to. So that my Pharaohs may be in my life forever as Pharaohs. But mm. what I need to keep focus on is, is this God sending me back to Pharaoh or am I going? Because I do believe there's a time for it to all end and maybe another one will begin. But so often I think we get too involved our egos, um, our uh, sense of unawareness of self and who we are and being passionate about our purpose, knowing our purpose. So I know I went a long ways around that, but, Rodney, I just don't know. If it, if it was an answer that, was, that I would want to give, I would tell you I already gave up on Pharaoh. I ain't going back. That's what I would say. <laughs> but I'm at that point where I know it is not, <laughs> it's not my, it's not my situation to speak on. I just have to be sure that I can hear, um, and then I'm ready to go. Tammy, I think that we, um, I, I agree with, with with the things that you said. I I think that we have to um, look beyond what our eyes can see and realize that there is a, a greater purpose, or even accept that there is a greater purpose. Because um, sometimes there there is even uh, deliverance in, um, you know, dealing with people whose hearts have been hardened, even if it doesn't free that person, it could free you or, um, you know, in the, in, in the case with Pharaoh, you know, it, it was about freeing the Israelites. It was about delivering them out of, you know, out of bondage. And so, it is important to um, to be obedient and to also recognize that a lot of things that we, that we may be involved in are greater than us as a human being. For a lot of things, you know, um, if all you can see is yourself and you can't see the bigger picture or all you can see is what is in front of you, then you might miss something. For example, you know, think about what happened to Joseph. 
Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. But little did they know that by doing that, they were actually, God was actually working something out for them way down the line. They had no idea that selling their brother into slavery, that their brother getting on their nerves or them becoming frustrated with him, little did they know that all of that was going to lead to when there was a famine in the land, when, there, when, when trouble came and their brother forgave them, So many things happened to their brother along the journey before he got to the point where he was second in command. So many things happened. But when it came time, when, when the situation came full circle, Joseph even explained to him that it was not them, that it was the Lord. So it takes me back to a scripture that 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 I you know love to repeat, and that is all things work together to the good of uh, all things work together to the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. You never know why you are in the position that you are in, and sometimes it's not for you to know. Maybe not in the beginning, anyway. But it is best to follow your passion or like the uh, the poem talks about um, letting your light shine. You don't know what, and, we, and, and you referenced it here to me about loving yourself and focusing on yourself. You don't know. Who might be impacted if you, instead of focusing on other people's flaws, focus on your own? You don't know whose life that might save. By you being a great employee on your job, you don't know who that might inspire. By speaking your truth, you could lead somebody out of bondage. You could lead some. You could lead somebody out of a bad addiction that they have. Could be drugs. Could be alcohol. Could be uh, sex. Could be a lot of different things. You could you you could change somebody's life without even telling them they need to make a change. But it starts with wanting to get your own house in order. It starts with wanting to just go, like you said, and and and, and, and doing the right things or doing what you were called to do. The um, one of our former governors in, in here in Virginia, I remember at my graduation, he said, people 
want to be right. Very few people want to do right. And we have to focus on the doing right part. Even when the the Bible talks about um, what what goes into the body, how that does not I forgot the word. I can't think of the word that it uses, but defile. Maybe it is it what goes into the body does not defile the body, but it's what comes out because the things that come out are things that are in your heart. So we need to focus on those things and don't let the pharaohs in your life stop you from going. There are people who have changed judges' minds because they kept going back. There are people who have who have made some great things happen because they were persistent. So even when they kept getting no, eventually they got a yes. But be obedient. Get out of your own way. Be responsible for the future. Yours and those that God has left you in charge of. It's important to take some time and just be still and be quiet. Sometimes we get so busy and we're so connected and so in tune with the world and, and you know, the first thing that we do, like Timmy used to talk about, as soon as we open our eyes in the morning, we immediately Facebook. Sometimes we just need to be still, we need to be quiet and meditate and pray and talk to God and listen because you never know what your assignment is going to be. Tammy, how do you, uh, you mentioned um, getting away from, I can't remember how you put it, but it was one of the last things that you said about um, talking to, and I should have wrote this down, about almost getting to a point where you um, were not going to, or were going to be pulled away from um, doing what you feel like you need to do where people are concerned. If um, somebody has gotten to that place, how do they get back? Well, first of all, like, you you have to get back to yourself. Like you have to take time to not be so distracted and pulled into things that you you're pulling yourself into. Where where you may have been the Moses that was supposed to go left, but you decided to go right. You decided to go um, fight 
I decide to go fight the battle that you were sent to do. And that comes with discernment or, or my own battle. So I think, first of all, we have to, we have to disconnect with so much of the world. We have to stop becoming the world and being attached to the things of this world for the reasons that we are attached to them. Um, because we're looking for our nest in the world and from the world. But when your nest is from the world, of the world, in the world, your seed does not grow. Your tree does not grow. It, your ground does not break. And so the battle is always the battle, which is the battle with self, the battle with your nest. And so you don't get that by being pulled into every situation, every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Every battle is not ours. But know your battle. Know which one is your battle. Know what seasons are for you to bloom or to just let your blooms fade away while you do what you do to get to the next phase. So we've got to step back. We've got to be real with ourselves. We've got to stop lying to ourselves that we're okay and, and everybody else is not. Because there is something, too, we see the world as we are. And I'm going to tell you, you guys, I don't think I would be at this point, and yet, yet I have so far to go, so far to go. But I would not be at this point. And you couldn't have told me back some years ago that I didn't love myself. You couldn't have told me that. But when you love yourself, you love people. You see their hearts. You don't judge their hearts. You see their pain. Because you know and you see your pain. And and you know how hard it was for your tree to grow. You know. And when I, and this is a journey that you have to just you just have to let go. It's like your question, Rodney. Well, do you will you ever stop? I don't know. I wish I did. I don't know. You have to just let go and say, I'm not. I'm not. I love me. I love y'all, but I'm not attached to me. I'm not attached to y'all. And it's something freeing in that. It's something so freeing in that. Until when you get to the moment where you're tested on it, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that I'm not reacting or responding or that this is not just, you're just, you're just like, okay, okay, all right, what, what's next? Where do I go? Where's my Pharaoh? You send me back to this Pharaoh? Okay, all right, you know, that kind of thing. Well, or I might be Pharaoh, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> People have to people have to figure out how to get there for themselves because it may be different. But if I would have to have to say one thing is that you 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 gotta spend time with your nest. You gotta water your own seed. You gotta know how much water to to to, to pour on your own seed. When to bring it in the house because it's getting too much sunlight. Whatever. But you gotta know. But at the same time, in your knowing, guess what? You got to also understand that you really don't. Because, again, grace, mercy, favor, all that, 
is up to God. It's totally up to God. So where you may think you have, oh, I got, I went over there and Pharaoh is good now. He did it all. He 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 did what I asked. He's ready. She's ready. You might wake up and Pharaoh be right back in the morning where you left, where where you where he was or she was before you got to him. And what do you do then? But that's being attached to the person, to the outcome. And I want to, before I lose this thought, um, I want to go back onto the, um, that it was kind of all about freeing Egypt because because we know both both Pharaoh and Egypt had not, had not did, the people of Egypt have not did everything, you know, right. So I, I, I want to, I want people to just ponder this, that it was more about, as it says, uh, I know in Romans, but it was more about, um, and I'm going to find it because I don't want to mess this up. Um, Hold on one second, you guys. Um, I raised you up for this purpose. Okay, so I raised you up for this purpose that I might display my power in you. And this is to, the scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this purpose that I might display my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So what is my Pharaoh? What is my Pharaoh? Pharaoh's heart was hardened so that, so that the power of God is shown through somebody like Pharaoh and that God's name might be proclaimed in all the earth. What if we just looked at, looked at it like, not about me, my situation that I'm going through, not about me, my problem that I think is so big, not, not about me. I'm not attached to it. I'm attached to God's power. being proclaimed in all the earth, in everybody. Because when I, when I tell you I've come to a point where I, and, and I remember hearing Steve Harvey say this one time, and, and you know, people, people hate on Steve Harvey, but it's amazing how the people who have been through some things and they've come through some things that we say they don't know anything. How, how, do, you, how do we think they came through it? And what if what if what if his his what if what he went through, how he went through it, all the mistakes that he made according to us, what if it was just to see God's glory and power be seen through his life? So how dare we to say he don't know about marriage. He should. He should know. Something by now. He should. And the very fact that he's willing to say, don't do what I did. And so who's to say that, like, he went through, and I still don't know about all of that, like, what, I don't hear any, maybe it's just that I don't hear it anymore, maybe still in the news. It was just a big thing about he and Marta was going to be divorcing. Um, and and what if they do? What if they do? Then do we, now do we say that, 
Okay, so he what he didn't know what he was talking about because it could be that maybe it wasn't him in this thing. Maybe it wasn't all on him. Maybe Marjorie decided to. Just maybe. I'm not saying that's happened, but you see how we judge people. We see other people's um, life and we judge it for getting that he was once been a pharaoh and we have once been a Moses because we've all we've all fallen short. We've all been in a place of um, feeling just lost. Like, what happened to my deck of cards? I mean, just be mindful of how people how people um, see people. Going back to it's what you do, um, where you live, how much you make. Um, what do you what you wear? All of that. You see somebody ride up in a I don't know what whatever the going cars are today. I don't know. We automatically get this um, disposition of this person. That we we sum this person up. Oh, they they must have this. They must do this. Da 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 da. When it could it could be a, a rental car. It could be their boss's car but we judge them just by what they may drive up in. So we also do the same thing to the person who drives up in the the Hyundai, the, the Pinto. I'm going to go way back. So we value people, and we treat them based on their status. Dr. So-and-so, well, he may be done gave 10,000 people the wrong prescription because he paid for his degree. We don't know. So let people be people. Let's just see people as humans and just like us, that we are no different from each other. No different. So if we don't love ourselves first and loving ourselves to the point where we are not attached to ourselves, because my life is not my own. My body is not mine. But at the same time, I just believe, as I go back to what Steve Harvey say, I believe that I'm crazy enough to believe that finally, finally I'm crazy enough to believe that God will do what he said he will do. And he will give me the desires of my heart. All the time knowing that as I draw closer and nearer to him, that our desires become the same. But that still doesn't mean that he won't send me a Pharaoh. Because who better to send? When you get your nest and he needs a tree, if your nest is a tree and he needs a tree, you should be ready to go. Be that shade for somebody. So you've got to let go of the things that you're going through the people that have hurt you. I was listening to, um, I, I want to say, was, this has been a while, I want to say it was Wayne Dyer, but, and he was saying, like, this young boy, I think, was going through counseling, and he kept saying, my mama this, my mama that, my mama this, my mama did this. And he said, go get your mama. I should be counseling her, and then you'll get well. Really? And silly that sounds. Like, go get your mama. Why are you here? It's your mama that got the problem. So I'm going to get her well, and then you, you'll be well. 
or you getting you getting a prescription and it's for you, it's for your sickness, but you give it to somebody else and you think you're going to get well. Because no matter what someone did to you, said to you, how they treated you, what they say, all of that, it's not what they did, it's how you took it on and kept it on. And some people, I'm learning, I see that some people just wake up to be miserable, to be offended. They look for things to take them there. They are addicted to drama. They are addicted to the feeling of misery. They've accepted this as their nest, and so they live it. They water it. They dig it up and they replant it, and they start all over again. So that's that's where we that's where I, I'm saying we are today. When everything is based on outward, what's outside? Stop for a minute and just look inside of yourself, and be honest with what you see. Who you see? Be honest about your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, and and you gotta realize that as I talk about thoughts and feelings, you are not your thoughts. You are not every thought that you think. And you are not every feeling that is attached to that thought. If we're not. And some stuff we just got to let go and let be and get over it. I am so sick of, and the reason I'm so sick of, because I was so sick of myself. I'm so sick of e- grown emotional babies. And that doesn't mean I'm saying that it's not okay to have emotions. But I'm saying it's it's not okay for them to be your guide, the way that you live your day-to-day. I'm, I was thinking about how we, uh, Rodney, and this will some, be something that you maybe can help us on, but I was I have a friend who's going through some things with her, her son at school, and I can't stand these sticks that they have these kids pull and I wonder how some of you adults and teachers, so Rodney, if you was high on sticks, I don't like you right now. But if y'all went to work and your supervisor kept, every time you got to go pull a stick, you got to go pull a stick. You're talking about a five, six-year-old got to pull a stick all day long for laughing. You got to go pull a stick. For can't keep still, you got to go pull a stick. Well, I just need some adult sticks. That's what we need in life, <laughs> adult sticks. So it's just we're, we are not, we are failing. We're failing, and we're failing in, in being our own nest because it starts there. It starts there. You over here in my nest trying to be whatever it is that I am, and you're, you're, you're the tree, and you're not growing. It, you have no ground. But somehow you done dug out under my, under my nest and you over here playing with my So it's just, it's, it's inside of you. Whatever you're going through, whatever you see, the solution. Um, and I think I shared I shared this book, but it made me think about this this book. There's a spiritual solution to every problem, and that spiritual solution is inside of you. 
You were born with it. So stop seeing your problems as problems. Stop, start looking at them as, hey, this is just a way for God's power to be seen in me or in, in my Pharaoh or in us so that his name might be proclaimed in all the earth and all the people. And, and I'm not saying it's, it's easy to do, y'all, because I'm telling this sometimes. I'm like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I'm about tired of this. Really, I'm just, I'm just talking to God like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm sick of this. But I think God just appreciates us being so real with him. Spirit to spirit talk. Like, what are we doing? How much longer? And I might not get the answer, but how much longer with this Pharaoh? I'm tired. But you might. You might lay down or you might, like I did yesterday morning, and you might, God might say, okay, I hear you, but I've equipped you to go back. I'm letting you know I hear you because of all the YouTube things you could have picked. I picked the one that's talking about Pharaoh in the midst of it. No mention of Pharaoh. It wasn't even that kind of thing. It wasn't a spiritual thing. So of all that, I, I just sent you a word so you can get up off the pity party and go do what you need to do today. Now, granted, fast forward to today, I had a totally different day. I was the person that I looked saw yesterday. <laughs> so, but I recognized it. I recognized it. And so it kind of feels like sometimes God is just playing with me, like, really? So just letting me see, okay, you saw these people, these same people, some people might be seeing you like this today, but what you going to do about it? What did you do about it yesterday? So I just suppose I put yesterday's like I need I need some help. Y'all just be in agreement with me that people are gonna choose to be happy today because they they can't kill my vibe today. So the challenge was today was okay. Do I kill my own vibe today? Do I get so wrapped up and caught up in things and people that I kill my own vibe? So I had to pull myself out of it. And that's a choice. That was a choice. That was a choice. So what's your ness? What's your ness? Back over to you, Rodney. Uh, Tammy, I think you've given out some really good uh really good points tonight. I know we're winding down here on the show. Uh for those of you who may have joined late, I, I do encourage you to go back and listen to the show from the beginning. A um, couple of things I do want to add, Tammy, before we close out here. Um, one, with the things that you said, um, something that stuck out to me, and, and and that is with everyone that comes into your life or with every person that you're dealing with, and for whatever reason or situation, ask yourself what is the what is the reason? Why is this person here? Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Like if somebody has come into your life and they've been a blessing, what is the reason for this person being here? If somebody, you know, 
is constantly like you know you feel like every time you um try to get get over to them um or get them to understand something it feels like you're running into a brick wall at what is the reason in 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 the situations that we go through it could be again it doesn't all have to be bad you don't have to be annoyed or irritated or sad or depressed if you were to hit the lottery today and walk away with a million dollars why did that happen to you why did it why did that happen because i think oftentimes it is it it is hard for us to move from the place where we're at because we're looking at it like we can't move forward because we're looking down or we can't move forward because we're looking up or we can't move upward because we're looking forward we're distracted but instead of being stuck or or stagnant why am I in this situation? Why is this happening to me? Why did this happen to me? Why is this my present state? And from there, figure out how you're supposed to deal with it. Because there's always, I feel like there's always a reason. There's always a reason. But I wonder how often we get to the reason because we just want it to get out of our way. But it might be in our way because whatever we're supposed to learn from it, is going to help us the next thing. Because throughout life, it's a building process. And what are we doing with the pieces that we, that, that we continue to see, that we continue to have? If you keep getting, if you're playing cards and, you, you know, you keep getting dealt the same hand it feels like what are you going to do with that hand so I think uh, Tammy you made some very good points and um, definitely something to uh, a lot of things to think about Um, it's funny because um, one of the things that that I was going to uh, touch on tonight, and we could save this for another day, but just minding our own business and 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 staying focused on, on the task at hand, whatever that may be, and that's going to be different for everybody. But staying in staying in our in our lane and doing what it is that we're supposed to be doing. 
not looking or trying to get in somebody else's lane, not trying to tell somebody how to do their job or fulfill their purpose, not trying to clean off somebody else's, you know, back porch and a whole yard is dirty. But just figuring out the why and then using that to get to the next step and get to where we where we need to be. Any announcements? Tanya, before before I'm sorry. Um, I, I do I do have no, no, you're fine. And and I'm not gonna stay long. I didn't mean to take us this this long, but I just really feel in my heart because this was something yesterday that um, that kind of happened as well, and it and it it hits kind of well. Let me let me rephrase this. There's there's one more thing I just want to touch on, and then we'll we'll finish it up um, maybe next week. Before I do that. I want to answer or address a few things that that you brought up, um, and I'm going to start with the deck of cards. If 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 for whatever reason and whatever game you're playing, if you continue to get the same cards, it's time to buy another deck of cards. It's time to try something new, do something new with something new. Because to sit there and continue to get the same cards and expect a different game, mm. it's, 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 it's like I said, if, if you keep doing the same thing and, and you're expecting things to change, if you keep blaming mama, daddy, sister for where you are, how you feel, friend, boyfriend, husband, wife, all that, nothing's going to change. Because that person cannot heal for you. That person cannot heal you. So if you keep, if you feel you keep getting the same deck of cards, throw them away. Go get another one. Shift the cards, deal them again. And you mentioned about the why, finding out why. And I, I get that. I do get the why. But like you said, more importantly, because we don't always get the why. We The why is not always there, not even for us sometimes. I mean, like for our own personal situations. And I think if you focus on the why, and it doesn't mean that it's not a human uh, reaction. Why? Why, God? Why? Why? But more so, what do I do? Kind of like with the cards. What do I do? And how do I do it? What, how? If you want to throw when, maybe. But certainly, what do I do? Because in most cases, it's what you should have been doing anyway, what you should have did, what you've been knowing to do and how to do. And that knowing that the time is now, the time was then, and you didn't. And you bought up money, I don't know what to what extent. But this has been on my heart, too, about just just people, us, me, everybody. I'm not leaving myself out. If you really want to know, like, in, in my journey of listening to all this, this stuff to just kind of help me see myself better, I, most, not most, but a lot of them, I'll say, not all, but a lot of them, 
always talk about, oh, you know, get this house, you can get this car, these have all these cars, this big house. And I found myself one day saying, why am I doing this? Because I don't want that. And I had gotten to the point where if that's how they started their message out about what I can get, meaning houses and cars and all these things, I would often just turn it off because I'm like, that's not why I'm doing this. I don't, I don't need another house. I don't need another car. And so I had well, why are you doing it? What for? And why, do you, why is it so important that you do? So you, that's another question. What's your nest? Why is it your nest? What are you looking to gain? And at the same time, and this might sound so crazy, it ain't even about all that. But I at least had to know that, that that's not my target. My target is for people, for us, for us to create such a harmony in this world and such a perfection in this world. And I bought this up. I'm going to be real brief. I promise we're going to have y'all out of here about 930. I bought this up. Right now. I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago. At least I think I did. There was a story um, that made the news about two pretty pretty young people, um, maybe 30-ish, I don't know. They were in the same hospital, a black male and a white female. They both needed transplants. The male, and not that any of this makes a difference about the gender, black and white and all that, but the male was, was kind of down and out in spirit about the whole process had gotten down. This, this lady, he kind of connected in the midst of the hospital, and she was encouraging him, you know, positive, giving him some positive um, affirmations and just encouraging him. Although she was in the same boat, needed a transplant. And he said, I just decided that I was going to grab hold to that, that I was going to grab hold to her positiveness about it, her belief. And this is a hospital who was lucky to have one transplant a year because you got to get the organ that's needed to do it. They were lucky to do one a year. How about not only did they do one, which was one of theirs, both of them ended up getting what they needed. This same hospital went on to do four more transplants in that year. And they counted it to that they changed the atmosphere. They changed their language, their thoughts about it. And so I remember the time where I had gotten to that point where it was more important for me to say, I'm going to get some rest rather than I'm tired. Just the thought, just my words, <laughs> the energy that I'm, that I'm giving out to the universe to give back to me. So just little things, if you would just be mindful of your own stuff like Rodney said, in, in, a, in a greater way, mind your own business while being open to going being the Moses to a Pharaoh, if so, appointed to do so. But like I said, sometimes we go because we are tied to it or we want to be Captain Save-A-Lot or we want to be the hero um, in this situation. That's why you see so many people get emotional when things happen and they want to be a part of it so that they can get something out of it. And most times it's a feeling. It's a feeling out of it. So what you want from your nest, why you want it, will tell you a lot about yourself. 
And if you want to know the true character or the heart of a person, catch them when they have nothing and catch them when that nothing has gone to something or they have something and then they go to nothing. And I'm not saying that 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 should not affect us because it's an adjustment. But when it kills you, then you gotta you 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 gotta ask yourself some questions. If you treat people differently, then you when you have all or a lot or some more than you did when you didn't, and vice versa. I, and I'll end with this. I posted um, I posted something a few days ago, and I'm simply amazed by the response of how many people jumped on the bandwagon. And I thought, wow, why are so many people, um, I guess, doing this? And, and, Rodney, it was the one about the first three words that you see you remember that one? Oh, yeah, I remember. yeah I remember that Yeah, it, it's the first words you see are your reality. I, I, I really did, too. Like, But you and I both know that rarely do we get the responses that we've gotten from this one. And I thought, well, what is it? Because what is it that people that are making people respond to this one? Because, you know, like I said, the, the battle is with – our battle is with ourselves. So when it says to mm-hmm. – to, to, when it says – you see your reality. People want to know what is my reality. So they want to play the game. And they were eager to list and I had some people be in awe about what their what what they said. And well what it came out, the first three words that they that they were able to see. Mine was gratitude, strength and connection. So on so on point for me. So I just think people wanted and grabbed hold of that because it was an easy way, a soft way, to find out reality. But I say that to say you got to take the hard road too. You got to deal with the the finding out reality in a different way. You got to take the hard test. This was an easy one. It was a game. It was fun. It made it fun. It was easy. Okay, what's the three words? Oh, I can do that. And it made it interesting because I saw some of the words that people saying. I was like, I didn't see that. And I went back looking for it and still didn't see it. <laughs> some of them. <laughs> so, again, life speaks to us as we speak to it. Those, for me, was right on point. That message for me, out of all the YouTube messages that I could have found, and I didn't search very hard. It was there. So if you speak your life, Life will speak to you. If you own your truth, all of it, stop lying to yourself. Own your truth. Because the truth that you own, you might find out is a lie. You might just find out that it's a lie. It's not you. Your heart has been hardened, and it ain't always hardened by God. That's why I say guard your heart. So we don't say all this to say it's okay to be a fool or let people walk over you or do anything to you. That's not what we're saying. But you have to know your nest to know when that's happening, if that's happening, why that's happening, and you have to be okay with your truth. 
And so one more, I got, I got two minutes, one more, because my heart was just led, for, led to go here. So I was talking to a friend um, yesterday, and, 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 and this, was, this spoke to me as well because I had already, um, already been doing some research on grief and on alcoholism, okay? So I was speaking to one of my friends, and, and my, one of my questions was going to be about, um, and I hadn't talked to this person in a very long time, and one of my questions was, I just instantly came to my spirit, I want to I ask so badly about the drinking. And so, um, but I didn't. I didn't have to. It just came out. So it was like, okay, God, we're on a roll here. You just, you're not making me ask the hard questions. I'm not, you're just going to here with me today. And so I had already did some things there. Uh, I was just so thankful. I was so thankful. Like, okay, God, what are you doing and what are you doing and why? So that was one of the topics that I wanted to really talk about tonight. And I, and I hate that we didn't get to do it, but, I want to, uh, because even in the midst of being distracted, feeling lost in this world, people are turning to, they're turning to stuff. Like, look how many people are on medication to just get, keep them going during the day. Then they got to take something to go to sleep because they're, and, and I'm not knocking it, but there's so much of it going around in terms to drugs alcohol, they turn to all kinds of addiction, and it doesn't have to be just alcohol. I know this, this CBD stuff, and I'm not knocking it, but there's so many people doing, buying that as well. But I want to just briefly, and then we'll touch on it, and if, if we're on next weekend, we're going to definitely try to be, I might be on just a little bit later, but I definitely want to go over this. So let me, and then I'm going to go here. Rodney, is there a wind where you are? Is there a wind? No, there's no wind. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sounds like Okay, so I'm going to briefly go over this um, because I do feel like, um, and, and I'll be honest with you guys, I, I will occasionally have uh, some wine, a white Russian occasionally. But um, it is something that people are going through. Matter of fact, there was a guy in one of my the ethnos class that I went through was sharing some things with me um, about his ordeal. And at that time, I just was like, okay. And he, he actually shared some books with me that, that they give out in the Alcohol Anonymous class. And I got them, and they were so profound as it relates to life. So even that's just saying that there's so much that we can learn from things that we feel we don't have um, issues with. Because just by someone saying, oh, we are required to read this book, will make a lot of people say, I'm not buying that book. I don't have an issue. But I just kind of wanted to know. So these are some of the effects, and I'm just going to go briefly, and we'll catch back up on the next show, that alcohol has on the brain. Alcohol um, interferes with the brain's communication pathways and can affect the way the brain looks and works. Simple. Cancer. Chronic drinkers of alcohol are more likely to develop throat, mouth, or esophagus cancers. Breast cancer is also more common in women. 
who drink. And this says excessively. So just keep in mind, we're not talking about occasional. We're not talking about that. Heart, drinking a lot over a long time or too much on a single occasion can damage the heart, causing problems including, uh, I can't even say that word. There's some big words. I can't hardly say them, you guys. But stroke, high blood pressure, and there's some other things in there because the vitamin is so little. Then liver, it says, Heavy drinking takes a toll on the liver and can lead to a variety of problems and liver inflammation, including, uh, the, I can't say, can you see it, you guys? Fatty liver, alcoholic, alcoholic uh, hepatitis. I didn't know it was such a thing. Um, fibroids and something else. So I'm going to share this so you guys can read it. Maybe you can make the print larger. Stomach distress. Drinking too much can lead to bloating, gas, and painful ulcers. Pancreas. Alcohol causes the pancreas to produce toxic substances that can eventually lead to pancreatitis, I guess is what they're saying, and then the immune system. My last one, drinking too much can weaken your immune system, making your body a much easier target for disease. Also, what was interesting to me that how how long alcohol stays in the body and affects not just those things that I've I've gone over, but your thought process, your decision making process, and that's on top of if you do it again, if you drink say like today and then you drink tomorrow, if it takes, it's it's researchers said it could take up to eighty hours for one for one day of drinking, night of drinking or whatever. And then if you do it again tomorrow, you add 80 more hours that it could be detected in your urine. So it's in your body. And I, I'm bringing this up because, again, I think people are turning to so many things, especially our young people. You got young people that their parents let them drink beer at 15, 16. I thought, like, oh, it's okay. They're doing it at the house. It's okay. <coughs> Well, what's next? What's next? So we have to, just like sugar, I mean, in one of my great announcements, Rodney, I'm still no Coke. No, I'm Coke-free over two weeks now. Oh, that's good. I've not had a Coke. And I've only had about maybe one, two, three, cup, three, three uh, cups of coffee in that time as well. And so I'm trying oh, wow. to, and I'm, I was telling a guy today that I feel so much better. And I've had my sweet tea, um, and I've, I feel so much better. I'm sleeping better. Uh, I have a, a shake in the morning uh, with my fruit and spinach and all that. And I can tell the difference in my body. And I've always wanted to be better, a better eater meaning be mindful of what I put in my body. Um, and I'm, I'm going, I've decided that I'm going, to, I'm going to address the sugar issue first. I don't have a problem much with salt. I don't, I don't need a lot of salt. But the sugar thing for me, the Cokes and the sweet tea and the coffee, every day. And I'm telling you guys, I feel so much better. I'm sleeping like a breastfed baby. I'm so serious. I mean, and it's just I, I'm sleeping so sound. So we have to start addressing the things that 
were feeling, I, I was feeling, I just could not get it together, not even mentally. Like, I felt like I'm, I'm just not there. And, and I started doing this because of um, a lady that said, hey, I'm going to send you something to try for 30 days. It, it requires that you don't drink Cokes and too much caffeine and all of that. And, of course, Jimmy told me, you're not going to, there's no way you're not going to be able to drink a Coke. You ain't going to do it. And if, if anybody know me, if you want to, if you challenge me, that's the way to get me to do something. I, I'm going to show you. So I really think that that kind of helped me push myself along. But we'll touch base on that. And if you guys know somebody, um, for our listeners that have gone through, um, and, and thinking of that, I may call the guy that I went through the class with because, he and I had some deep conversations about it, um, and he's not shy about it. He's not shy about sharing his story. So I may even ask him to call in and tell us the difference from now, from then to now. Like how has his life changed, memory, and how he views life, how he sees and handles situations and conflict. So um, I'll end there because I find myself going on and on tonight. We're going for the second uh, shoot. Rodney, I think, well, you know that, but we're going for our second round of, of um, pre-production for the, for the TV show. I'll keep you guys posted uh, because we do think that the date is going to be sooner than later if we can get enough shows um, ready for that. So, And this has inspired me in, a, in another way, so hopefully pretty soon Rodney and I can be coming back to you guys saying, hey, we're taking level that that is our sole <laughs> desire to um to take take radio to tv and so we'll do whatever it takes and and i was sharing with rodney and i'm so serious we might have to just meet somewhere shoot about 30 shows and go back to our own lives but this has inspired me to to do what we wanted to do um so i'll i'll share as i learn more i'll hopefully know more saturday about date of First day of airing and and all of that, um, and we'll go from there. So I guess for now, Rodney, that's all the news that I have as far as things that we're doing. You didn't tell us how it went for you Saturday when you spoke at the conference. So if you want to touch on that briefly, tell them. Uh, Saturday was really good. Um, I got some I got some great feedback from uh, the people who were there. I was. Uh, surprised by the number of people um, who attended this session. Um, it was a very large uh, lecture room and um, even had uh, this fancy technology and these uh, two uh, ginormous uh, screens that, you know, you press buttons and they come down. And um, so I was, uh, you know, grateful for the opportunity and, you know, that so much went into it. Um, there was even, you know, a, um, a moderator there, um, you know, just to make sure that, you know, I stay within the time frame and, uh, who introduced me. Um, and then a few people asked if, um, um, you know, if I could come to their schools and, uh, talk to their staff or their students. Um, so it, it you know, I was saying to somebody, it's nice when, um, an opportunity leads to additional opportunities. Um, it, it, it's always good when, you know, people, um, you know, come out to hear you speak and then want to get more. 
so I thought that was a good thing, and um, just the reactions, um, you know, and and the uh, the conversations um, that we had, um, and so you know, I was able to you know even make some some improvements from Saturday, but definitely was a good time. Um, we had planned on, uh, you know, going down and staying the weekend and visiting to Mary's family and my family, but didn't quite work out that way. Uh, but it was still a good time, and I will uh, keep you guys posted um, with uh, anything that happens in the future um, because I am looking forward, uh, looking to get back, um, you know, out there and doing the um, – uh, TV and radio interviews. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it um, in the past. Um, if you are a, if you are someone with marketing experience, um, I'm trying to put you know some things together, uh, but just don't know how to go about marketing um, myself or my presentation. So, if you're somebody with some experience, feel free to. Uh, reach out to me, you can just email me at jordanliterature at gmail.com or you can find me on Facebook or you can even call me at 703-595-5055 but definitely was a a good experience to me and I'm hoping that uh, sometime soon we are able to uh, get to Memphis and uh, visit you guys and um, also be guests on your show. Um, I think that would be uh, very cool and um, good for uh, for all of us. So uh, best of luck to you, Tammy, this weekend. Uh, we know that you will do great. Looking forward uh, to hearing about it and, and ready to see some uh, some segments. <laughs> um, <just laughs> yeah, I'm sure me too, Rodney. Me too. I'm, I'm sure that they yep. are very good. So um, thank you guys for tuning in with us. Uh, we plan to be back here with you uh, next Tuesday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody. Somebody
But I know 